Good day, friends. Uh, welcome to the Daily Bread scripture readings and reflections from uh, St. Paul Lutheran Church in Clarence Center. I am your host. Uh, thank you for joining me. I'm Ray Kozek, the pastor here. It's a different format, uh, one that you're hoping, I'm hoping that you will join on. Uh, if you have comments, questions as we read along, uh, as you read along, feel free to share. Maybe I'll be able to respond to them. And that's, of course, uh, you catch it later. Well, let's pray before we, before we read. Gracious God, open your word to us that we might see Jesus. In his name we pray. All right, we're going to read uh, from Mark chapter 6 today. Uh, it looks like this. Um, Jesus walks on water. We're going to end this chapter and begin chapter 7. So let's, uh, let's get going. All right, Jesus walks on the water. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. All right, so it's late. Jesus has seen them, and he comes. And then it says, he meant to pass by them. Where you might be thinking, what is he doing? He sees them in trouble. These are his dear friends. They're out on the boat and they're crossing this lake. I don't think it's like seven miles across and they're stuck there. They're there until late, late, late at night, early in the morning. And he knows that they're in a hard spot. Does he really just mean to like, hey guys, hey, how are you doing? Just pass him by. Uh, he, we don't know. It does say that. Um, but interesting here, it says, uh, you know, I think that Mark is trying to, again, answer the question, who then is this, that the wind and the, and the waves obey him? He is trying to tell us who this is. So, backing up, what is Jesus doing? He is he's walking on the water. He's, he's marching on the sea. As Joel Salatin says, folks, this ain't normal. No one can do that. No one can march on the sea like Jesus does. So who is this? This is God. Uh, Job, I believe it's chapter 9, I could look it up, but it talks, Job is figuratively talking of God as the one, the only one who can march on the sea. He is doing what God does. And then Mark says he intended to, he meant to pass by them. Does he really mean that he's just going to, there he goes, uh, I'll see you when you guys get to the other side, I'm going to just leave you to suffer on the lake, maybe die? I don't think so. This word, pass by, it's kind of a special word in the Bible, and, and if you're brand new and you're just reading it in English, it doesn't, doesn't make any meaning. But I believe from, from my studies and reading, I think uh, that this is the same word that when God showed his glory uh, to Moses, he showed his glory to Elijah, it says that he passed by them. Um, so I think that Mark is trying to tell us that Jesus is revealing his glory to us in a way, of course, that we don't understand. Uh, that's what Mark says. Uh, he meant to pass by them. In other words, he meant to reveal his glory to them. Anyway, take that for what it's worth. I think it's a cool insight. Verse 49. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were afraid. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. 
So literally, Jesus says, take heart. And then he says these words that uh, in English, it's I. In Greek, it's ego and me. It is the, um, it's the same words that, that God used when he revealed himself to Moses. Remember the burning bush? He showed up. The bush is burning, but it does not burn up because God is in it. And he says, go and uh, go to my people and, and set them free, right? This is Exodus chapter 3. And Moses is like, well, first off, no. But then who, who shall, I, shall I tell him is sending me? And, he's, and God says, um, basically, I am. Tell him that I am has sent you. And, and that, that word, that phrase translated into Greek is ego and me. It's sort of a wooden construction. I don't normally walk around and say, it is I, or I am, right? I am what? Uh, but Jesus does. He says he's marching on the water. He intends to pass by them to show his glory. And he says, take heart, I am. <laughs> I think that's cool. And then literally says, stop being afraid, right? Good words for us, right? Because what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Whatever it is, we ought not probably be afraid of. The, what we ought to be afraid of is the Lord. And he says, uh, don't fear, don't fear, right? Verse 51, he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were utterly astounded for they did not understand about the loaves for their hearts were hardened. So they don't, they don't yet get it, uh, what God is up to, uh, who Jesus is. So we get it. So I guess the question is, uh, since we get an idea, we know who Jesus is, uh, how does that change us? How does that impact us? All right, we are blessed to know. All right, let's keep going. Uh, just, um, we're going to skip down to chapter 7, uh, traditions and commandments. Uh, now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. And then Mark adds for his readers who probably weren't Jewish. He says, For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly. Is it just because they're into sanitation? No, um, because they're holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining, uh, and dining couches. Uh, this, uh, yeah. This word washing, I don't know if you can read the Greek letters there at the bottom, is the same word for, um, it's baptismos, which is the same word for baptize. So uh, this is just a, an aside. Do, do you have to get baptized by, you know, normally baptism means to take, a, it meant a lot of things, a washing, a bath, a dunking of a cloth and coming out a different color. Here though, it has to mean something else, it has to mean a sprinkling or just a, a washing, a wiping down because they're baptizing, it says he uses the word of couches, right? So you're not gonna dunk a couch under water to get it clean, right? Probably not. All right, anyway, verse five. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? Now notice, this is tradition of the elders. It's not tradition from the Lord. So Jesus is going to respond to him. And so here, there's only a few places in Mark where there's like a lot of red letters, a lot of what, uh, what Jesus says, but here is one of those. And um, he quotes from Isaiah chapter 29, and he says this, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And 
he says, you leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. It's not just that they have the commandment of God and then, as they say, put a fence around it so they don't break it. It's almost like they're taking the commandment of men and trading it for the commandment of God. Um, and so their lips, what comes out, sounds really good, uh, but their heart is far from them. So I guess that this is a warning for us that we don't just go through the motions and do the right thing, but our heart is actually open to the Lord, to um, being, being owned by Him, taught and corrected, all those things. All right, so Jesus will um, explain this. Like, what does He mean? For, for them, they, they did this in a very specific way. He says, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever you would have gained from me is korban, and again Mark is translating, that is given to God or an offering. In other words, if you can't support your parents because you're giving it all away because you're such a good person, you're not actually a good person. I don't know that too many of us in our society have that problem, but uh, we have other problems. Verse 12, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And many such things you do. Right, so Jesus doesn't tell us all the things that they did that were trading the commandments of God for the tra their own traditions. Right? But he does give an example there. And then he, he ends with this. What, what actually makes a person, here he uses the word defiled or unclean. Uh, he says this. He called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. Again, this is foreign to Jewish thinking. They think if they eat pork or whatever it is, it's like that's how they get unclean. And Jesus says, no, it's not what goes in you, but it's your heart that makes you unclean. And verse 18 says, And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? And I think we would all say, Yes, Jesus, fill us in. Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? And then again, another parenthesis. These parentheses from Mark are really insightful. They tell us that this isn't, these are not written to Jewish people, and it's also written um, to inform our life of faith. So he says, Thus he declared all foods clean. And uh, for, uh, for a Jewish person, this is revolutionary. You know, we know by his death, by his life, his ministry. Remember chapter 2 in Mark? He says, um, new wine does not go into an old wineskin, otherwise it'll burst. Jesus says he comes to bring something better, and he's going to burst the old. Not that the old was bad, it was supposed to lead us, but it's time, once Jesus comes, is done. All right, verse 20. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and they defile a person. And we might uh, reflect on this and say, ooh, uh, if I did a checklist and was honest, I would say, yeah, I fall short in these areas as we all do. And especially if someone from the outside were to look at us, yeah, we fall short 
Um, so Jesus has come. Remember, uh, I believe it's also Mark 2. He says uh, that he came uh, not for those who are well, uh, but those who are sick, right? It's not the well who need a physician, but the sick. He came to call uh, sinners. Um, and so if you're a sinner, if that, those things describe you, well, join the club. We are all sinners. And Jesus is here in this chapter wanting us to know that. All right. So, but that's not the end of the story. Thanks be to God that he died for sinners, that he comes. Uh, and he, as we see in the Gospel of Mark, he comes to cleanse sinners. So it's good stuff. All right. Well, we're going to get going. I uh, hope your day is blessed and that uh, God's word is encouraging and um, that you walk in his spirit today. Have a great day. Hope to see you tomorrow. God's blessings. Bye.